What's good, Scout Teamers? Welcome back to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Valiant, and today we're getting into week five predictions and analysis for the NFL, but it's going to be haywire. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be all over the place, so bear with me. Bear with me here. Um, It's nothing of my own doing. It's just the way things are going right now. And I just believe we've got to roll with the punches. There's no way around this. Um, uh, primarily, I'm talking about because of the COVID-19 pandemic is altering a lot of things. And so we're going to get right into it. And uh, I'll let you know um, along the lines of the COVID-19 pandemic, who it's affecting directly, uh, which particular games and what they're adjusting and what games are being moved to where. So. Um, my predictions are not going to be your typical, I get, uh, every one of them done, uh, on Friday and, you know, it might not happen like that to where I get every one of them done on Friday. And then I recap every single one on Tuesday, because now we've got games that might be played any day of the week. And I literally mean any day of the week it's possible now because of, uh, somebody testing positive and then they want to move the game a couple of days back and hope that they can isolate the positive player or coach or member or worker and then the rest of the team can play. So that's what they're trying to do every week. Um, so, yeah, we might have a game on any day of the week moving forward. So um, if I, you know, recap try to recap all the games on Tuesday that might not be possible every week when I recap the past weekend because there might be a game that still hasn't been played yet that should have been played but because of COVID-19 it got moved it got pushed back so we're gonna predict everyone here and then we'll move on from there and roll with the punches like I said so we're starting off with the Ram uh first of all no we've got to start off with the, the thriller from last night uh, Bucks at Bears. I was on the ropes. I was on the fences because I had talked about the Bucks really not facing a defense. And I was talking about the Bears and their offense being kind of shaky. I was on the fence. I think I picked the Bears first and then I picked the Bucks. I reneged and picked the Bucks. And uh, a thriller. The Bears win 20 to 19. Uh, Bears uh, stuck it out on defense. Uh, and uh, in the end, they get. Uh, a turnover on downs against the Bucks, with uh, Brady being the meme of the week, and he is memed to the extreme. <laughs> when Brady uh, for, uh, threw the incomplete pass that was well defended on fourth down, apparently he thought it wasn't fourth down. He thought it was only third down, looked like from the fingers he was putting up. And he kept talking to the ref, and uh, he, eh, yep. I know, I know some of the memes, I didn't look at that many, but I know it's, it's, it's meme crazy. I looked at a couple and uh, yeah, they're basically talking about how, you know, he's old, you know, it's just old man. What is he? 42 now. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not thinking straight all the time and, uh, whatever other good memes and bad memes that are out there. And I'm pretty sure they're still out there, but yeah, apparently Brady, I don't know if that would have altered, uh, the uh, play call, uh, if he was taking Bruce Arians' play call, or did he make uh, his own play call in the huddle, or uh, you know at the line pre-snap, did he do anything different? 
Uh, did he change the play at all? Um, would that have been different had he understood that it was fourth down? Uh, but no, he made he it was fourth down. He thought it was third down. He made the pass incomplete. Bears take over on downs with uh, like 35 seconds left. And uh, Brady's still standing out there after the incomplete pass thinking, uh, uh, that was third down, wasn't it? And he kept going with the ref. Uh, that was third. That was third. And the uh, referee was like, no, that was fourth, man. You're done. And then he walked off and it was over. But, hey, I mean, a good game. I mean, a one-point game. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? Um but, yeah, I thought it was going to be tight. I thought it was going to be close. Um, but I picked the winner and then picked the loser after that. And shame on me. But, uh, hey, um, I would say that my predictions and my analysis was spot on. My analysis was spot on in terms of uh, these two teams being on par with each other. Um, two different strengths. They met. And the weakest link was the Bucks' defense. Um, so... Uh, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's, they played, they played their butts off too. I'll give them that. They played their butts off too. I mean, a one point game, you know, you can't really say that they like just threw the game away or they were just so defeated, but I don't know. I just think that they probably should have been able to uh, keep the buck, uh, the bears offense, which I believe was a little depleted down enough, um, especially early on in the fourth quarter, to um, allow uh, Tom Brady and the uh, Bucks offense to get ahead and wear down, because they weren't going to wear out, but wear down the Bears' defense. But the Bears, man, Bears are resilient. They come through, and then all the praises about Nick Foles getting his first uh, win as a starting quarterback uh, of the Bears, and uh, seems like Nick Foles is the second quarterback behind uh, Eli Manning to kind of sort of have Tom Brady's number. Uh, that is crazy, but um, not surprising because, like I said, I mean, dude, you know, Brady, he's, he's not what he used to be. The Bears get the win, but we're going on to Sunday, and the first game uh, that I'm going to cover is the Rams at Washington football team. Uh, again, I like the Washington football team as a young, scrappy team, but they're hitting the injury bug too. Everybody is, and it's just, you know, it's like, what can you do? Um, Aaron Donald should have a feast against Dwayne Haskins and even doesn't get to him. That means he's being double teamed and somebody else on the D line should get to Dwayne Haskins. And if they can't do anything on offense and they're pretty much done as scrappy and as feisty as the Washington football team defense is, which I like, um, I think Chase Young is still injured. I'm not sure. Um, you know, you know, with it being me doing these predictions on Friday, you know, I, I did I see like Friday afternoon, all these injury reports, these new injury reports come out and they could totally alter what I'm saying and what I'm predicting. So, you know, it's just the it's just the way it is. Just have to deal with it. Um, but presuming that everybody's playing, who I know is playing, uh, I'm gonna say the Rams are gonna win this football game, and uh, uh, the Rams' offense should do pretty well because of the Washington football team's defense. Although they be be it they are scrappy, feisty. I like their tenacity. 
because uh, you know Ron Rivera's going to have him ready to play every week. But I just think talent-wise, I don't think they can hang with uh, the Rams offense, even though I don't think the Rams offense is that great. But uh, it should be enough combined with the Rams defense or whatever they do to terrorize Dwayne Haskins uh, to get the win. Next, we have uh, Eagles at Steelers. I'm not sure if this is one of the ones that was moved and adjusted uh, as far as the Steelers because of uh, their schedule and what they had to do because they couldn't face Tennessee uh, when they were supposed to. Um, so, again, I don't I don't know if this is like an altered schedule or not um, because they, you know, they pushed games back a couple weeks and then I'm like, okay, then they have to push another game back and then they have to alter another game because the games are too close. And um, like I'm about to announce or later on, uh, you know, if they push a game back to Tuesday night and then that same uh, one of those two teams that they push back to Tuesday night has to play a Thursday night football game. That's not fair. They can't have them play on Tuesday night and then play two nights later. Um, so this is going to be really crazy. But like I said, uh, we'll roll with the punches. So for right now, it seems like everybody is good to go with this matchup. Uh, Eagles at Steelers. And um, yeah, it should be Steelers all the way. Um, maybe not necessarily a blowout, but they should have a comfortable two-score win at the very least. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, did good against the Niners. Um, but I, I'm not... I mean, he's not out of the woods with me yet as far as his bad play and him having to improve and him uh, being worth the fat contract that he had received uh, way back when, the year after he got injured um, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So, um, I mean, I think he should do better. He should do better. Hopefully they're improving and they've got some kinks worked out, but it won't be enough against Ben Roethlisberger. It won't be enough against James Conner in the running game. Uh, the receivers that uh, uh, the Steelers have, Juju Smith-Schuster and their new, uh, say, new number two that's emerging, Claypool. Um, and then the Steelers' defense should be able to handle uh, anything that the Eagles' offense dishes out. So picking the Steelers over the Eagles in Pittsburgh. Next is an uh, weirdly possibly altering game. It's not confirmed just yet, but anything can happen later on today or tomorrow, Saturday, and that is the Cardinals at the Jets. So this part is twofold of, of a distress for me because, like I said, I am 0-4 with picking on the Cardinals. I don't get it. But... If this game moves on, if this game moves forward, if this game actually does happen this week, um, it should be the Cardinals winning. The Jets are so bad that even whatever hang-ups, whatever injuries, whatever depleted uh, death chart that the Cardinals may have, they should still be able, as long as they have Kyler Murray, should be able to beat the Jets handily. Um, So I'm picking the Cardinals. They better win this one. If you lose to the Jets, not only is it, a bad look for you losing to probably the worst team in the league, but also it's just a bad look for your, oh my goodness, it's just a bad look for me because of me picking constantly wrong with the Cardinals. I just I just don't get it. Please, Cardinals, win this game. Please win this game for me because <laughs> I need one good 
a valid prediction with you this year. I, I mean, and it, it's already been four weeks in, and now we're on the fifth week. I need you to win this one so I can look good. Please make me look good. Um, but the other thing to this is um, apparently one of the Jets players has tested positive for COVID-19. And so this morning when they, te- you know, got the positive test and they sent everybody home who was in the facility. And then uh, they're trying to make sure that this is an isolated uh, incident with just this one player who they didn't name yet um, to have tested positive uh, for COVID-19. And so they're flushing everybody out of the of the building and I guess as long as it's isolated and no one else tests positive then they can continue as scheduled with this game being played on Sunday um, but if something different happens uh, and there's more than, than that as far as players or coaches or whatever is concerned then they might have to push this game back because they can't um, risk uh the COVID-19 spreading. Um, so as far as I know, now it should be on schedule. What they're saying, what the reports on NFL.com, it should be on schedule as long as nobody else tests positive other than this one player who they haven't named yet. Um, so, I mean, of course, that player is out, is not, can't play at all. And um, I'm guessing that hopefully the team, the rest of the team can move forward and play, but uh, we'll see. Everything's going to develop day by day. Like you literally have to watch day by day and monitor day by day what's going to happen because it could change on the dime, on the drop of a hat. Um, But presumably Sunday, Jets host Cardinals. Jets, I mean Cardinals, better win. They should win. I'm predicting them to win. Next, we have Raiders at Chiefs. Not much to talk about in this game. Raiders are still suffering hard from the injury bug, especially on offense with their offensive weapons. I don't presume that Ruggs will, or Brian Edwards, their two rookie uh, sensation wide receivers, will be ready to go. Um, it was presumed that they'd be out three weeks. Uh, for Ruggs, that, was, that would be four. And so with, no, with nothing but Darren Waller, and even though the Chiefs' defense is nothing to write home about, uh, if all they have to do is defend Darren Waller and then um, Derek Carr is going to be too afraid to throw downfield, uh, the Raiders' offense, which is supposed to be their strength, doesn't have a chance with just Josh Jacobs doing 90% of the work. That's just not going to That's not going to work. Um, and so the Chiefs, with all their weapons on offense and then their defense doing just enough, should beat the Raiders' handily by at least two to three scores. So I'm picking the Chiefs to win uh, at home against the Raiders. Next, we have Jaguars at Texans. Um, and see, I'm, I'm I'm just totally off now when thinking like, okay, what games were moved around? What games were shuffled around? Was this one shuffling around? Um, but, um, I, you know, I... Okay, so first we have the first game um, here for the Texans where uh, Romeo Cornell is taking over uh, after Bill O'Brien had been fired. Um, and maybe that maybe that sparks something or a relief or something like that uh, for uh, the Texans. Maybe things will be different. I don't know. You got to get used to different play callings and stuff like that. Um 
uh, on offense and the, and then the defense, which should be shouldn't change as far as Cook Cornell, because um, he's a defensive minded coach. But you know how's it going to work with the old coordinator, D coordinator, his relationship with them, all that stuff's really important. Um, but people don't know. Uh, for people, th- for those who don't know, all that stuff's really important. Those relationships are important because when it comes to who calls what play, uh, if if uh, Cornell, you know, is is influencing what the D coordinator is calling or doing, or if he has some adjustments that he would like the offense to make, because uh, it can't be assumed that just because he's a def- defensive minded coach that he has no influence over the offense and what he wants the offense to do, um, because that's it's quite possible if he's the head coach, he has that ruling. Um, and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson making uh, plays and audibles and calls on his own, trying to run the offense uh, amidst the chaos of starting over with a new coach, which could be possibly better. I, I just I just don't see Bill O'Brien as a liked guy in the locker room. I just don't. I don't see it. I really don't. Um especially after him trading away D-Hop. I, I just don't see him as a good, a popular locker room guy and having uh, the mindset of his team uh, in his hand and being able to direct them whichever way. Now, they are on their own wavelength, in my opinion, and, and you know, it had to happen, I think. Um, so, but the Jaguars are, you know, they're, 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 and they were looking good first game of the season, but now they're just, they're just, I don't know. Is DJ Chark back? Is he ready to go? That's going to tell a lot when, um, for Garner Minshew, whom I know that they were, you know, they were happy about last year because of his rookie season. And even though he wasn't projected to start last year, it was uh, Nick Foles. And then that whole thing got botched. And so Gardner Minshew, who most teams were not prepared for because they didn't think they were going to face him, at least for the first half of the season last year, were surprised by the Jaguars winning football games and Gardner Minshew passing the football to DJ Chark. Um, but now that that's been botched, um, we don't know what's happening with the Jaguars. So I think they're still reeling. I think that the Texans will get their first win in this matchup, presuming that it does go down the way it's supposed to. <laughs> the way that we hope it that it will um but yeah that that's yeah there's a lot in that and a lot in that matchup too that's like man all these things going on um but yeah i think the texans will get their first win they're at home so they've been able to rest uh more and so i just i think that they'll i think they'll pull out the win because the jaguars i think are probably uh presumably getting worse and worse Next, we're going to go on to the Bengals at the Ravens. You know, Bengals are a scrappy team. You know, I told you I like their, their, you know, when I saw them play, uh, how feisty they are and how, you know, scrappy they are. And they're hungry and they want to win. Uh, and that's all good and fine and dandy. And it's wonderful. Um, but they're going up against a clearly overmatched, uh, overpowering team, uh, rather, in the Baltimore Ravens, and so I just think that, you know, they're better at quarterback with Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow. They're better uh, in the offense. They're better on defense. They're better in special teams, um, in particular the line play. They're just so much better. 
I think. And uh, Ravens at home, this shouldn't, this is a no-brainer. It should be a blowout. And even though I know that uh, seems like the Bengals, they'll they'll fight. They will fight. They will fight to the end. But it won't be enough. And so I'm definitely picking the Ravens uh, in this matchup. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Not much else to talk about that. Um, so that's going to conclude the first half here uh, for me as far as the predictions here. And we're going to get into a little bit more um, about the pandemic and what's, you know, how it's affecting uh, this uh, week five weekend uh, weekend's slew of matchups. Um, but we got to take a break. We got to hear from the sponsor because they are great and wonderful. And so we'll be right back after this, after this little break. This is Scout Team Sports. Scout Team Sports, and we are back. Appreciate you all for rocking with me, for listening to me, for helping this dream of mine to continue to press forward, move forward. Uh, And uh, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy this. I love this. I've been wanting to do this. I've been doing this in different capacities for years. Um, And now it's come to this and again, I do appreciate all my subscribers, all my listeners out there. Um, you, you know, I don't deserve it, but I believe that I've earned it. And uh, again, I thank you for being along for the ride, for supporting me. Um, so we're going to keep it going here with the second part, second slew of games, second half of the slew of games on Sunday. Presumably that they uh, take place on Sunday because uh, there are some things that have been altered and moving forward, it's just going to be, this is moved, this is changed, this is shifted, this is okay. Well, now we've got to do this, and now we've got to do this. Um, not surprising, my uh, State of the League address is continuing to get uh, attention uh, that I had uh, put out before the season started. Um, so it definitely coincides with this whole pandemic and what we're dealing with. But, hey, we're doing the best we can. We're moving forward. I'm sure the NFL is doing the best that they can. Um, but, yeah, this, uh, I don't know, this this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl title is going to come with an asterisk, in my opinion, just like in the NBA. Um, yeah. All right, so moving on. Panthers at Falcons. Um... This is another one where I'm like, I'm surprised that Dan Quinn still has his job. Um, I mean, along with Bill O'Brien, I, uh, you know, with Dan Quinn, I just, you know, Dan Quinn's a defensive-minded coach, and the defense is the worst part of the Falcons. Uh, Dan Quinn was the D coordinator when the Seahawks won uh, their Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he was the D coordinator of the Legion of Boom. Uh, and, and, you know, that big, great defense that they had. Uh, when they stomped a mud hole in the Broncos and Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl, um, that that whole year that was him. Then he um, par- off of that he parlayed a head coaching job uh, in Atlanta. Um, you know they uh, uh, got to a Super Bowl, but then uh, the offensive coordinator uh, Mike Shanahan didn't do well, uh, and then that defense allowed too many points, and the Patriots came back. And ever since the defense has not looked good at all. So. I'm surprised that, um, presumably, yeah, the owner is Arthur Blank, that he hasn't done anything. 
maybe this year he's just considering considering it a scrap anyway because of the pandemic and it's like oh well he'll deal with it after the season's over after covid's over um but i don't see dan quinn having his job much longer um because if you are a defensive minded coach and you've been there for several years and the defense is still the weakest link of the team something's not right with what you're doing so um yeah um with the panthers um um hot cold hot cold it seems like but they're coming they've been coming on strong teddy bridgewater has been playing well teddy bridgewater has been playing very well in the absence of christian mccaffrey i got it right this time and um you know, eventually it's like, you know, you think the Falcons have got to get off the schneid. They've got to get off of that uh, winless streak that they're going through. But it just, it's, it's crazy because it, it they could very well, like, be up in this game. They could very well be up in this game by, like, two score and, and three score, and then they'll lose. They'll still lose. I'm like, how do you pick... Then because, you know, the, you know, Matt Ryan and the offense are somewhat capable. Um, but then it's like, OK, well, um, we don't know that, you know, if Julio is still is good to go because I know he was out last week and didn't play last week. Is he playing this week? Uh, I don't know. Um, so, man, it's like the if Teddy Bridgewater is playing better. Um and the Panthers are capable somewhat, a little bit on defense. I, I got to go with the Panthers. I, I can't, I, I don't want to pick the Falcons and then they let me, you know, they have up, they're up two score or three score and then they give up a lead again and they let me down. I'd rather be wrong and the Falcons win um, than to pick the Falcons and they lose. That, that I can't deal with that prediction. Uh, that, that to me, that's worse. So I'll pick what is presumably looking like the better team that's been playing better the last two weeks uh, in the Panthers, and I'll take the Panthers over the Falcons. I don't know how the Falcons are going to get it together, but I'm not picking them until they show me something. Next, we have the Dolphins at the Niners. Um, this is, again, going to come off of, uh, you know, who's who's injured, who's ready to go for the Niners. Um, you know, cause I, you know, Garoppolo and Mostert were not supposed to, or were not season ending injuries back in week two against the Jets. So, um, Garoppolo hasn't come back yet. So I don't know what's going on with him. And, you know, I said that he might've came back the next week. He might came back the following week. He's still not back yet. So is Nick Mullen starting again? Um, is, uh, now I know Carson Wentz is is a better quarterback than Fitzgerald Fitzpatrick um with the Dolphins. But I don't know. It just seems like, you know, if it the main thing is not even from my opinion, is is uh it's not even Garoppolo, it's Mostert. Because the Niners are still best as running the football on offense. If Mostert is back, if he comes back, then um I'd say the Niners win. But if he doesn't come back, uh, you know, the winless Eagles are able to pull out a win against the Niners. Uh, man, I just think it's unfortunate for them this week. But I'm still going to pick them. I'm still going to pick them because I just don't, I don't see, 
what I need to see in the Dolphins to be confident in the Dolphins yet. Um, but, I mean, that could change, you know. Um, it's probably still not a good idea to start Tua just yet. But I think, of you know, of course, he is the successor. He is the franchise quarterback of this team, even though he hasn't started a game yet. But I, I it, it's hard for me to pick the Dolphins right now. They just, you know, I, I need to see a light that shows me that, hey, you know, they have this one good thing, this one thing that they do really well, and eventually that one thing will get over on a couple of teams. I don't see that yet. Um, if nothing else, is Fitz, Fitzpatrick coming back or his numbers are inflated because he has to try to come back every game. Um, and so he gets a rushing touchdown and then three passing touchdowns and then they still lose. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, hang my hopes on that so I'll pick the Niners um from top to bottom they're still a better team even without um uh even without the players that they've lost like I said Garoppolo should be back soon um but I'm more interested in Raheem Mostert because he is their running back he is their number one running back and he makes that offense go not Garoppolo uh so I'll pick the Niners because they still seem to be able to win uh, at least against bad teams sometimes, um, even though they didn't last week. But they're at home again, so we'll see. We'll see how that works. But I'll pick. I'll go with the Niners. Next we have the Giants at the Cowboys. Uh, as bad as the Cowboys have been looking, um, I, I, I don't, now as bad as their defense has been looking, I don't see how they could allow Daniel Jones with no um, star running back behind him to run roughshod over them. No Saquon Barkley, and it's just Daniel Jones. I don't see how the Cowboys would allow that, even as bad as their defense has been looking, and they should probably be 0-4 themselves. Um, So I'll pick the Cowboys to win this game. They should be better. They're definitely better on offense. Just feed Zeke, and you guys should be fine. Feed Zeke and you and you guys should be fine. As many great games as as Dak Prescott has had as far as throwing the football, he's still not the identity or the main identity of that offense. It should be Zeke, and you have to still go with that and not be tripping off of the fact that you're not the focal point. Or I don't know if it's his deal or the offensive coordinator's deal or maybe even the new head coach's deal. Uh, about when it comes to the passing game, but establish the run, lean on the run, even when things might be a little shaky, maybe you're down one score, still run the football, and then pass when you need to, and they should be fine in this game. Uh, the de- And again, the defense should hold up. If you can't beat Daniel Jones in, in a, you know, a average running back backup and a depleted wide receiving core, uh, that the Giants have, uh, yeah, just 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 don't go home. I mean, you're already home, but just don't play. Don't show up. You can't beat the Giants. Just can't. Cowboys should cancel the season. This is the season is on the line here for the Cowboys. If they can't win this game, they, they, they just shut down the season. Seriously, you have to win this game. You have to win this game. This is the only team, uh, presumably, that's worse than you. Uh, in the division, because I'd say even now the Eagles and the Redskins are somewhat on par with the Cowboys. 
It's the worst, uh, probably the worst division in football right now. And I was saying the Cowboys should still win by default. But, you know, look, you know, here come the Eagles. Um, you know, if they if they get if they get a head of steam and they get another win, uh, surprisingly, I don't think it'll happen against the Steelers, but you never know. But this is a game you should take care of. This is a team you should take care of. So Cowboys get it done or else, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say if you could lose this game. But I'll pick the Cowboys to win over the Giants here. Next, we have Colts at Browns. This one is, man, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't have thought that this would be an interesting matchup in week five. But this is very interesting. The Colts running game in defense, which is their strength, not Phillip Rivers, um, is going up against um, what seems to be now a high-powered offense. Even with the mistakes that they've made, even with Baker Mayfield still throwing a pick here and there, I mean, they've scored... 35 plus points in their last um three games and it's like wow you know now albeit it's probably been against uh weaker defenses that they've gone up against um so it'll be a tough matchup for if if i don't see baker mayfield in, in the in the browns offense hanging uh 35 plus on the colts but they still should get maybe three to four touchdowns and so i'm thinking maybe like um, maybe like a 31-28 win, um, but who's going to win? Man, I think because of the Browns' high-powered offense and they can play good on defense, even though they give up, you know, some points sometimes, they give up 30 points to the Bengals. Um, can the Colts keep it on the ground and not rely too much on Phillip Rivers? Uh, because if they do and they get behind, uh, I'm trusting Phillip Rivers to throw that pick in the fourth quarter. So that's not what the Colts want. They want to get out. They want to get ahead, and they want to keep the lead. And even if the Browns keep scoring, they have to keep scoring, uh, whether it be, be you know on the ground, kicking field goals, and then maybe an occasional touchdown pass from Phillip Rivers, but not relying on Phillip Rivers heavily at all. Um, but they're in Cleveland, and the Colts have to travel, even though it's not a – that's not a far distance from Indianapolis to Ohio. Um, I'm gonna go with the Browns in this one. They they're they're they've been impressive, and this is gonna be a tough matchup. This is gonna be a tough matchup, and like I said, I don't think they're gonna be hanging 35 plus on the Colts, but it might get close to that if you know things get heated in the fourth quarter, um, or maybe like a you know 27, 24, 28, 24. Uh, type of matchup um but i think this is going to be a close game um but i gotta go with the browns I'm, I, I, I'm giving them the edge and i mean that literally in edge uh just in edge um because the colts uh look very impressive um but i'm gonna pick the browns in this one i'm gonna go with the browns all right uh next we're moving on and, uh, you know, these schedules, like I said, are all haywire. So I don't know what Sunday night football is and what Monday night football is. And it, okay. Presumably, what, what happened was, what had happened was the original Sunday night game is Vikings at Seahawks. So we'll go with that first. Okay. So, um, original, um, Vikings at Seahawks, um, was the presumably, uh, original Sunday night game. Um, while Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook should be able to score some points, um, 
it just seems like Russell Wilson's on another level right now. Whatever uh, the opposition scores, he'll do uh, just enough with his offense to score more. Uh, and so I don't see, especially with the Vikings defense, I don't see the Seahawks losing this football game. So I'm picking the Seahawks um, by two score. Um, like I said, Dalvin Cook should still get a couple touchdowns, but it won't be nearly enough. And Seahawks should win this one easy. May not be a blowout, but at least two scores. Seahawks winning over the uh, don't know what they want to do or can do Vikings. Um, now, we have a couple of uh, dilemmas here because of the pandemic, and this is where it starts. So, um, because of the uh, positive COVID tests that have been breaking out, um, the Broncos at Patriots uh, has been moved to Monday. So, uh, albeit, you know, as long as things go well now, um, the game should be played on Monday, originally scheduled for Sunday. But now the Broncos uh, and Patriots are being played on Monday night football. So, Monday night football I was thinking at this point could have a triple header, but it's actually going to be a double header. And there's a game on Tuesday and I'll get to that later. But Broncos at Patriots. Um, since Cam Newton can't go, I don't know where this thing is going to go. I mean, the biggest spotlight is still the Patriots defense. So uh, even with Brian Hoyer and even with Jared Stidham, um, I don't know. I, I just don't see. Uh, was it Driscoll and whatever the other quarterback, whoever the quarterback was, I don't remember. I'm not keeping up with all these backup quarterbacks uh, that the Broncos have. And, yeah, they looked impressive against the Jets. But even in a even with a depleted offense, I don't see the Patriots defense giving up um, a whole bunch of points uh, against the Broncos of all teams. So I'm picking the Patriots to win at home. And now they'll be playing on Monday night. Uh, due to the pandemic and, and due to a COVID outbreak. And I'm not sure which players it was aside from Cam Newton. Um, but they, you know, Cam's not playing. So Cam is out. So uh, because of COVID-19 protocol. And so with two average backup quarterbacks, I'm guessing it's going to be the Patriots. So I'm going to pick the Patriots um, in this one to beat the Broncos. Now they're playing again on Monday night. So originally, the scheduled Monday Night Football game um, is supposed to be Chargers at Saints, and that to me this is a very good matchup um, because uh, I, I, you know, Justin Herbert has come on strong coming out of the gate um, as a rookie quarterback uh, who wasn't presumed to start um, because Tyrod Taylor was in place, but uh, Tyrod Taylor had the chest pains, couldn't go week two, and Justin Herbert's coming out of the gate strong, throwing for 300 yards uh, in in the two, um, is three games now that he's played? Uh, no, the two, no, three games now that he's played. Um, I mean, he's looked good. So he's looked good. He has not been the reason the Chargers uh, have ultimately lost their football games. I mean, yeah, he throws it, throws a pick here and there, but um, it, it's it's the Chargers' defense. I'm surprised that the Chargers' defense is allowing these teams uh, that they're facing to kind of run roughshod over them. I thought they were stronger than that. They look stronger than that against the Chiefs. Um, 
But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Justin Herbert's still going to make his rookie mistakes. But um, I, I, I thought the Chargers defense would have been stronger moving forward after that Chiefs game. And it just doesn't look like it. So for that reason, I have to pick the Saints. Um, Drew Brees is still, you know, I think reeling from the way their record is right now in the two games uh, that have been lost. So um, I see them winning this football game. I don't think it'll be easy, but I think that uh, a two-score win, maybe even only a one-score win, but the Saints should get this uh, win. They're better uh, offensively, uh, defensively. Um, They should be able to, I mean, Justin Herbert's going to throw. He's going to throw. He's going to get his yards, but it's the thing with the Chargers, just like I was talking about with uh, with Derek Carr and the Raiders last year. Uh, you know, I don't care what your what your percentages and your percentages are, and your rank and your QBR and all that stuff. Um, you know, you can get all the yards in the world, but if you don't punch it in the end zone, you're not doing your job. And I just don't think that while Justin Herbert's throwing a lot of for a lot of yards, um, that the Chargers have what it takes to outlast or get past the Saints and stay past the Saints when it comes to putting points on the board. So um, I'm thinking the Saints will win this football game at home against the Chargers. Now what we have here is the biggest dilemma when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is Bills at Titans. So uh, Bills were uh, scheduled to face uh the Titans on Sunday but that has been moved to Tuesday night. So we're having a Tuesday night football game Bills at Titans and it's because of the Titans and their COVID-19 outbreak that they've had. You know, Titans games have already had to been moved and altered uh when they were supposed to face the Steelers earlier. Um and now it's being altered again. And so this has uh, implications moving forward because so the Bills are going to face the Titans Tuesday night and the Bills are scheduled for Thursday night football next week against the Chiefs. So if they're scheduled for Thursday night football against the Chiefs, they can't play Tuesday night and then play the Chiefs on uh two nights later. That's just unfair. That's that's just not going to cut it. So what they're saying is uh, if um, if the Titans, you know, if they do go through with this, if they do go through with this, then that means that the, the Titans and Chiefs uh, won't be played on Thursday night and they're going to have to move that to a later day in the week or possibly the next week. Um, I don't know if that means I don't know if that means that. um I don't know if that means that they'll substitute another game for Thursday night. I don't see them moving a game up. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if that'd be fair. I don't think that'd be fair to the two teams. Um, You know, you're playing a game on Sunday and you're thinking that your next game is going to be on Sunday, but it gets moved three days up because uh, the league wants a Thursday night game and they can't have the game that they had originally scheduled for Thursday night. So now you have to go from presumably having six days rest to three days rest and playing your next game. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Um, So I don't think that they're going to 
I don't think that they're going to all of a sudden, um, you know, move another game in place to have just to have that Thursday night football game. But you never know with how money shapes what the league does, because it does in every aspect it does. Um, But I don't know. I, I just think that they won't. I think that they're probably because of the way things are and they're crazy and they're haywire that they will just not have a Thursday night football game. So we're going with Tuesday night Bills at Titans in a very tough matchup as long as everybody is is playing even with the outbreak and who's not playing for the Titans. They seem to be a tough scrappy team. Uh you've got a 4-0 Bills against a 3-1 Titans. So um I'm looking at the running game for both teams. Uh, which is going to be sing, uh, Josh Allen and Singletary for the Bills, the running back for the Bills, and then Derrick Henry. Um, and so I see both defenses uh, looking at uh, these two running games as the focal point of what they have to stop. Um, and so once things you know kind of break down and teams get tired, it's going to come down to the passing game. It's going to come down to Josh Allen and what he can do against the Titans. Uh, passing defense or secondary versus what Tannehill can do against the Bills secondary. And I have to give that edge to Josh Allen. I have to give that edge to um, the Bills offense. As long as Josh Allen doesn't do what I said he, and I told him not to do. Yes, I told him uh, to stop doing. And that is when he runs the football not protecting the football when he runs, extending it from his body and not protecting the football, as long as he doesn't make any dumb mistakes like that, they should be okay. But the Titans' defense is nothing to play with. They're nothing to mess around with. So you can't – I don't see you making or or losing the ball and having turnovers in this game and winning, even though you're a good team. If you create turnovers or you are allow – yourself to turn the ball over against the Titans defense, the Titans offense is going to control the clock and they're going to wear you down and they'll win the football game. But I'll give the edge to the Bills in this one. Now, the, the like I said, the next complications are going to be, okay, if the Bills do play this game against the Titans on Tuesday night, then the Thursday night game cannot take place. So that means Thursday night matchup Bills at Chiefs would have to be moved later on. And so this not only alters the Bills and the Titans uh, schedule, but then it also, also alters the Chiefs schedule moving forward. And then, like, what implications is that going to have? Because you know the, t- the Chiefs more often than not are going to be playing primetime games, whether it be Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. So, you know, moving forward, that's going to be crazy in itself. But it is what it is. They want to keep playing. They want their money. Um, And I'm here to cover sports, so I have to be professional about it, even though there are some things I agree with and some things I don't. Um, But we're going to keep it at that. And then uh, um, on Tuesday, I'll have your recap for all the scores of the games minus the Bills and Titans. And I will cover that in the Friday, next Friday's uh, episode. So that's how we're going to that's how we're going to roll. Rolling with the punches, like I said.
But until next time, believe until you stop breathing. Appreciate, again, all my subscribers, listeners. Continue to listen, continue to subscribe, continue to share this podcast. And we will see you on Tuesday. Again, this is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValiant. I'll see you in the next episode. Yeah.